the beef. Um, that back in the nineties. Yeah, remember the grannies? <laughs> remember those, those three old commercials? Those old, yeah, they, they don't make commercials Wendy's, right? like they used to. Like if you watch Wendy's? old commercials, they're so good. I think it was it was Wendy's, right? I think it was yeah. Wendy's. Yeah, yeah. And it's just three old ladies, and they're sitting there, and one like you know they're eating non Wendy's burgers. Where's I the don't beef? know. I can't. <laughs> I can't remember if they were like modeled after like if it was clear looking at it that it was like oh this is a McDonald's burger. Like they're not saying it, but uh, look at it. And uh, and then yeah, just this little old lady on the end. She's like, "Where's the beef?" <laughs> I so wonder. Good. Oh man. So I, I like I'm saying like they don't make commercials like they used to, but I don't watch commercials like I used to either. Like. The commercials I see nowadays are like at the beginning of a YouTube ad and I skip it. Yeah. Or in the YouTube ad because it's a paid YouTube advertisement that the YouTuber's promoting. And I'm just like, as soon as they start ranting about it, I'm just like, skip 10 seconds, skip 10 seconds. Okay, now he's back to talking about what I want to listen to. <laughs> so well, I don't so hear it, that either. It was fun because Brianna and I just recently rewatched WandaVision. And. Oh, yeah. In each episode, they have a commercial mm. break from each era, and yeah. and some of the eras obviously predate me, right? Like the fifties and sixties. I'm like, sure, I guess that's what trailer or commercials were like. Um, but the one that really sticks out to me is the one that's supposed to be like a nineties one, yeah. and it's a nineties yogurt yogurt drink <laughs> yeah. commercial, and it's it's this like claymation, crudely done claymation kid on an island who's like starving and needs the the yogurt drink, right? And it's yeah. just like, and I'm watching it, I'm like, yes, like this is so <laughs> this spot is on. Stuff. I'm like these, these weird claymation things, right? And the Gushers commercials where yeah. all of a sudden the kids would have, their like their explode. lives were ruined <laughs> because they just had like, now you have a, a blueberry for a head. Like <laughs> it was just, or a watermelon shaped head. <laughs> And uh, and then the tube yogurt tube commercials were like, and that was ahead of its time because essentially what they were saying was like, drink drink tubes or eat tubes, and you'll end up with permanent auto tune voice. Remember, because they they <laughs> yeah. had these like really yeah 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 it was really yeah. Well, hello and welcome <laughs> to the Movie Men podcast. Da like man. Trying to mimic auto-tune, if you're not auto-tuning, it's hard. You have to be able to instantly <laughs> jump like, between uh, octaves on key. No, that doesn't even sound. Like, if you, like, jiggle your throat with your finger, it doesn't even, uh, doesn't even make like, it yeah. sound like that. <laughs> no, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's the sudden and random jumps between octaves that you have to, right? Yeah. Like, you just, or you're just moving up a note. Yeah. Uh, we're back with some more news. It's another week. And it's like, I don't, I feel giddy right now because it is the second week in a row that, that, that you're here. Yeah. This is like, it's back. back. Regular, it's back to normal. Back to your regular, regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> yeah. 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 So good. Uh, and uh, before we jump into the news, Carl has something that he would like to tell us about from the world of technology. This is something Carl started doing last week, sort of, he didn't spring it on me. He brought it up in a message. He messaged me like a month ago. And he was like, hey, I have this idea. And I was like, 
cool. Like I welcome all your ideas because <laughs> then it feels like you no, are doesn't. actually invested and want to do this. And Lies. especially because especially because your one year commitment is like I'm pretty trapped much up. in a room. <laughs> And so any any because your one year commitment is is pretty much up, uh, anything that you're like, hey, you know, I have this great idea. I'm like, yes, yes, stay invested. <laughs> Don't leave. Um, and uh, and so anyways, Carl thought, hey, why don't we start each news episode with me telling you about one of the random technology articles or advertisements or what be it that seem to pop up on my newsfeed. And some might look at that and go, well, yeah, but you're not a technology show. So what are you doing? And I would retort and say, excuse me, we are recording this show with technology. You're consuming it via technology and technology ruins, I meant to say runs. <laughs> runs our lives but also ruins also our ruins lives. lives yeah and also, also like majority of what we talk about is like nerdy geeky sci-fi comic a book lot of our crap. yeah a lot of our and yeah. that's where a lot of, like the i the ideas like a lot of the stuff that i these articles that i read and i find interesting either kind of stem from that world i like the 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 scientists are drawing inspiration from that world to kind of figure out how to do something or th- those worlds have drawn inspiration from the, the research and scientists and stuff. Right. So last week we learned about what to do when there's nothing left you can do. Uh, <laughs> when you did, <laughs> when you did how more, more dead options. <laughs> yeah. When you're it's, it was it, a little creepy. It was kind of like, it sort of sounded like waterboarding a dead guy, but <laughs> More like boiling a dead guy. <laughs> boiling a dead, making dead guy soup. Dead guy um, soup. <laughs> yeah, you want to you you really want to reduce your uncle down to a thick broth. Uh, uh, some, so something bad. you can something you can pour down the drain. Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, oh, okay, so well, what this you, week, what what are you what potentially we'll slightly less morbid topic? <laughs> This week we'll talk about the force. The force. All right. Hit me. Well, so what I, when you think about if you if you had the force, what mm. are like simple everyday uses for the force that you would? Well, use? okay. So I'm going to correct you right now because we all have the force. Well, Some of us are not able to use it. Right. It binds us. It's every right. li- every living being. All of the living beings have this. So what if I was super tapped into my midichlorians? Yeah. Is that okay? Sure. That's right. I said the M word. Um, ah, you dick. <laughs> uh, simple uses for the force. I mean, I my mind goes two ways with this. I mean, there's simple things like uh, the remote, right? Like it, yes. instead of like it just being lazy. Lazy is the yeah. is, is the number one. Pushing there's, and pulling things. Yeah. As a kid. There was many times where, like, if I was being bullied or, like, dealing with some dick at school, I was like, dude, I wouldn't even, not even, like, force choke. I'm not, you're not <laughs> going to get that violent. But if I was like, dude, if I could just, like, demonstrate power in front of you, not even, like, aggressively, but if I could just, like, 
you know, you're coming at me or you're saying all these things or whatever. If I could like wave my hand and slam this desk up against the wall, oh boy, <laughs> like you back down in a heartbeat. And so I think, I don't know, it's it's super shallow and super like egotistical. Right. But I, but I would say that like for the most part, I would probably use it to impress. Mm. I would probably use it as like, like a attention grabbing. Hey, look at me! Oh yeah, I would be the world's best traveling magician. Like, there's no <laughs> watch me float this object. <laughs> yeah, look, try, there's no try to figure that one um, out, Penn and Teller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, that's I think that's probably my answer. Is I would yeah. mostly use it. I, I would also use it for laziness. Um, like I'd be fat as hell, yeah. but. Uh, but mostly to show off. Right. So the, the big takeaway here is you'd use like the telekinetic part of the, the force. Yeah. What if I were to tell you there's a research team in China developing a force gun that can move things from from a distance? Does it use ultrasonic sound frequencies? Is it using sound? Okay. So... It, um, again, so this is the, like, I find all this stuff fascinating, but I don't understand half the science of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so (laughs) I'll just read this section of the art. So according to the researchers, uh, reporting their force gun device works uh, and has a surprising range of up to 0.6 miles or one kilometer. Moreover, it can move, uh, even move distant objects within minutes of activation. It's also capable of pulling small objects. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. There goes so, my there goes my sound theory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the article doesn't really go into the how, but it, it seems to be um, using some kind of magnetic forces to move things that seems dangerous though because what happens to all there's the even stuff like a really path. cool diagram of of uh, from in this article um uh it uses plasma rings containing charging particles ions and electrons uh, uh response to an electric and magnetic fields yeah so essentially it's some kind of magnetic force to to move objects so the, the the real kind of use what they're researching this for is for like um, to put this kind of this force gun in orbit to manipulate satellites. Okay, to, to like to move push them, them back, back into their proper orbit or, or or pull them back into proper orbit so that they're still working or whatever. Um, and the article goes even asks the question like can it be weaponized? And then there's just like a quick paragraph blurb that says the research they're doing is focused at the potential applications of space exploration and satellite operations rather than a military use. But you just know there's some wing of this research team that's going like, how do I disrupt operate military operations? Oh yeah. Cause of my, of the, these foreign states. <laughs> Yeah, because I just found the article, and it it goes on to say, but ultimately, if armed forces see a potential offensive or defensive use for it, you can bet your bottom dollar they will. Yeah, yeah. 
You're like, oh, you're, you're driving that tank towards us? Guess again, sucker. <laughs> We're going to turn it around. Oh, or this missile's being fired at us. We'll just suck it yeah, up just and redirect it. it. Or, or redirect it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pre- like pretty crazy, like a, f- a force gun. Yeah, man. See, it's just I love technology. I love all this cool, like, yeah, crazy futuristic advances and stuff that we're doing and, and so on and so forth. But then also there's just like. It's scary. There's some stuff where you're like, but like, it's the world may just be better if you don't, you know, yeah. like. You know what this is more the equivalent of in my, instead of the force, it's more like a tractor beam. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Which then and we're going to get a kilometer away, like, that's not big enough for a satellite to do anything no. to anything on the ground. But, yeah, it's definitely useful for what they're researching it No, for. but, I mean, then as they advance the technology, you know yeah. we're going to be probing enemy troops. The distance will go further. Yeah. You know, that's just, that's that's the natural <laughs> progression. So Yeah. Okay, so, well, um, that's... So that's- that's tech unsettling. and science in the world. <laughs> that's 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 unsettling. Or yeah, you need we're to. This segment. Yeah, yeah. I was just. You need to. You know, Carl's crazy. You know, we'll just call it. We were talking before we recorded. Let's just call it in other news. <laughs> in other news. In other. Well, work in, on that. In, in, maybe in the real world news. Maybe spitball in, that a little. In world news. Okay. Someone All right. So world. moving into give us the make, other give, news. tell us what we should call it. Maybe I don't want to think. I, yeah. <laughs> I <don't. laughs> yeah. Let us know. Um, so uh, listen, I don't know if you've heard, but there are some strikes going on in Hollywood. Yeah, baseball, full swing. Pete's Pete's sure up to date with that, but I'm not. So you're yeah. talking to the wrong guy. No, everyone's on strike. Just about. It seems well. There's only three strikes in baseball, so everyone can't have Shut a strike. Shut up! <laughs> do, you, do you need to take five and come back, or like, what are we? <laughs> no, no, I'm good. All right, yeah, yeah, yes. Um, okay. Hollywood's on strike. Got so it. it started. It started out with the writers being on strike, and when the writers were on strike, it certainly threw a wrench in some <clears throat> gears. But ultimately, Hollywood hadn't come to a grinding halt. Because stuff that was already written. Yeah. Actors we were could, still acting. We could go film. Let's do it. But as soon as the actors went on strike, I mean that's 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 your bread and butter. Like I you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> Capture some B roll, get an establishing shot of the outside of the building. Like I, I you know, there's <laughs> there's nothing really well, that you can do when you don't have yeah. actors working. I wonder like so you've, do do cam are cameramen part of that gu- actors? I guess they wouldn't be any nope. part of the actors guild. They'd probably have no. Own but if you don't have anyone to put on camera, yeah. You know what's not on strike? There are some like. Um, did you have you ever watched any of Critical Role? No. It's a bunch of. The, this is the way they pitch it: a bunch of nerdy ass voice actors playing Dungeons and Dragons. They've cool. got like they've they they've got hot, uh, hundreds of episodes over. They're in their third season now, plus a bunch of side stories that they've done. They're just pretty much playing D and D and D and D like 
uh, role playing games. They're, okay. They they're still they're part of those all those nerdy ass voice actors are part yeah. of the the guild the oh, the acting sure. guild, but they can still record those episodes, post them, and and gain monetary value from them. Yes, because there's some kind of not, loophole there. Because yeah, it's, yeah, be, because they're though. not because they're not productions that are associated to a production company that is a part of the, you know, whatever it is. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's more to do with that. It's not like a written, like they're, they're just ad living and playing a game. I think it's got uh, well, more to do with that. I think I think it's probably both though, because there is there is a, a, a there is an exemption for certain because there's a couple of like indie there's a couple of indie studios out there that are still able to do stuff and and yeah that makes hire sense. actors privately and but most actors are not doing that any because it's sort of that solidarity yeah because right? uh, like, the last strike we got. Uh, actually a really cool little mini series Dr. Horrible's sing along blog was something like that. Okay. Did you ever see that? No. It had um How I Met Your Mother star. Uh you're gonna have to help me with names. Um Neil Patrick Harris. Um he's a the womanizer guy. Uh Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris was Doctor Horrible. And then his arch nemesis, uh, Dr. Hammer, was um, – uh, oh, man. Why am I suck with names so bad? Um, Firefly. Uh, Nathan Fillion? Nathan Fillion, yeah. Was <laughs> – <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so bad at <laughs> names. Like I could see their faces plain as day. Yeah. <laughs> and I know who they are. Just in the moment that the name is gone. But yeah, so that that would make sense too. Anyways, the news topic. Yeah. <laughs> Back on track. Um, so as a result of these strikes, it, stuff has been getting delayed, like left, right, and center. Um, and the newest batch of sort of bigger, bigger ticket productions, bigger ticket shows that have been delayed come to us from Marvel and Marvel's Disney Plus series. Series? Series? What's the, what's the, what's the plural of series? Series? Right, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, we're going to run through them real quick here. First up, we have a show that I don't know anyone who's actually I don't care. excited for. <laughs> it's Echo. And I think, listen, I think Echo's a cool character. I just think that they did such a piss poor job of introducing her and creating any sort of interest or hype or whatever when they introduced her in Hawkeye um, that I think it's, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not great. Um, So Echo was originally set to premiere on November 19th or 29th. Um, but a while ago, it was pushed back to January 2024. They give it a little nudge. Um, now we don't know. Now we don't know. Hmm. Don't know when it's coming. Oh, well. <laughs> Next up, we have What If Season 2, which 
was originally supposed to come out uh, like any time now. Yeah. And it's been pushed back. Not super far. Looks like it's going to come out Christmas time. Yeah. It's like, I wonder if they're just pushing this one back to make the, like if they released it on time, then the stuff that's not finished being made, that, that window will feel bigger if they, so they're kind of narrowing that window by pushing this date back, I wonder. So yes and no. There are, so interestingly, Dune 2 just got delayed. Dune 2 just got pushed. Mm-hmm. And Dune 2 was supposed to come out in, in December. And make no mistake, Dune 2 is finished. It's completed. It's in the can. It's ready to go. And so why, you might ask, would they delay something that doesn't need to be delayed? And there's a very good reason. Money. And that reason is <laughs> that currently, do you want to, if you're a production company, the production company behind Dune 2, follow up to a massively successful film. Do you want to stick with your original release date or bump it forward a couple of months to when you predict the actor strike will be over and your actors will actually be able to do late night talk show circuits press mm. get out right. there and start talking about push, this push film push the film because right. that's the thing it's <clears throat> not just like the actors strike the actors aren't working it's not just that they're not acting they're not working they're not promoting they can't promote they're not doing red carpets they're not doing like they all walked because the strike the strike hit during the red carpet premiere of Oppenheimer and all of the actors you know, did whatever, took a couple pictures, and the minute the news came through that, yes, in fact, we are now on strike, they all walked. They left. Nobody stayed for the movie. The actors mm. didn't stay for the movie. Everyone left because they're not working anymore. They've seen it. They've seen, they've seen it. Well, maybe. Sometimes <laughs> they, they haven't. But, um, yeah. So, so what if season two has been pushed back? X-Men 97 which is a sort of revitalization reboot of the old animated X-Men cartoon. This is something that I imagine you're far more interested in than I am. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's now been pushed back to early 2024 with no specific release date attached to it. Mm, Sharefish. Which means it may not be early 2024. That's sort of one of those, like, that's one of those delays that, although it doesn't say it in this article has the has the word indefinitely attached to it has been pushed back we don't know when it doesn't say this article doesn't say indefinitely it just says without a no but that's date. but but that's what it means <laughs> it says hey we're not releasing it when we thought we were going to and we don't have a date for you that's that's the gist of this and that is it's been postponed indefinitely until further notice <sighs> not like hey it's going to come out next week instead of this week. It's, it, it, you know, we still plan on doing it. Indefinitely makes me makes it sound more like it's never going to come out. No, that's that's shelved permanently. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's that's permanent, not indefinite. But 
Anyways, Ironheart, a show that I'm actually looking forward to. I, I know there's not a lot of buzz about Ironheart, yeah. but I'm really looking forward to Ironheart because I, I thought Riri Williams was fantastic in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, and, you know, it's a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, it's just another, it's just a spoof on Iron Man and blah, blah, blah. Well, sure, they, it could be done that way for sure. She's I mean, just a it's bad legacy character. It's it's <laughs> well, well in, but that's in the, in the Black Panther film anyway. You know, anyway. So I'm excited for for that one. Um, it, well, we have no. It's been delayed indefinitely. We don't have a release date for it now. One that I'm very much looking forward to: Agatha, the Darkhold Diaries. One that a show that originally was called for the longest time it was Agatha House of Harkness, um, but they've changed the name and I like the name change to Agatha Darkhold Diaries. Hmm. And yeah, we don't know. We don't know now. We have no idea when it's coming. This is one that's going to hurt you. This is the saddest one on the list. Daredevil Born Again. Yeah. It is now likely that it will not premiere until 2025. Sucks. Likely 2025. But we, again, we don't have a date. It's just kind of, hey, it's uh, it's not going to happen when we said it was. We'll let you know. We'll let you know. <clears throat> and then Wonder Man, a show that I think most people don't even realize is coming. Yeah. Who did they got pinned for Wonder Man? I don't know. Because it was like technically Nathan Fillion is already Wonder Man in the MCU. Uh, yes. Uh, for um, those that don't know, he, he appeared in I. It was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two, I believe. One of the there was like a flash scene on Earth or a flash or uh, 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 just it was a quick scene where Ego's taking over the planet and there's. Uh, with his essence, I guess we'll so, call it. <laughs> so it looks like... And there's a poster on a wall somewhere promoting uh, a, uh, the Wonder Man, uh, a Wonder Man movie. Like, cause right. Because Wonder Man is like uh, a movie star, a Hollywood kind of actor or whatever as in, the, in the comics. So it looks like Wonder Man is being played by Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. Boo. <laughs> who, for those of you who don't know, uh, was the was Morpheus in the Matrix Resurrections movie. He was the the new face of Morpheus. Um, he also, a lot of people, specifically Carl, are saying boo. Um, he crushed it as Manta in the first Aquaman movie. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Give me Either Nathan way. Fillion. <laughs> He's going to do... Well, but Nathan Fillion is now, like, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So? In a big role. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> that's not... That's not okay. <laughs> and that's why you're not employed in Hollywood. Uh, and so, anyways, a lot of a lot of things have been canceled and postponed. It's sad. It's sad. And it it's just kind of like... It just it feels it feels strangely like everything's just on hold right now, right? And and we've still got stuff that's coming out right now 
because it was shot and the release date and everything and press was done forever ago. But I think we're on the precipice of like a real dry spell in the theaters and on our streaming services where it's going to be like, hey, sorry, like, yeah, we're now just getting caught up with the several months in which Hollywood was closed. Sucks. Yeah. Uh, Sucks. The, the drought will will continue. <laughs> yeah. The upcoming drought. <laughs> until, they, until they reach some sort of a <clears throat> freaking goal here. Okay. Moving on. Taylor Swift. Now, you got to be careful what you say about Taylor Swift, because yeah. Emily Mater is a big part of this podcast from yeah. time to time. I will say I'm not a hater, but I will say I think her country music is better than her pop music. <laughs> yeah, and that's the one thing. Your love of country music is, I think, speaks volumes for the depth of our friendship <laughs> the depth or the death i think i may have misheard you there <laughs> no the depth because the fact that i even talk to you is astounding now you you say that but you've got some love for some country music so do tell uh the man in black johnny cash uh, yeah but okay so i don't mind country music i can't stand stadium country music <laughs> okay there you go. i can't stand the my beer my dog my truck my boots <laughs> my jet oh wait no not my private jet sorry <laughs> sorry that's bad for bad for branding i meant my tractor <laughs> like i just i just i hate it i hate it so much anyways taylor swift one of the biggest Biggest performing artists in the world right now. In fact, news just came out that the tour that she's on right now is, in fact, the biggest, craziest, like, I, I don't know exactly what the metric is, but it's the it's the biggest world tour that's ever happened in the history of music. Yeah, Most successful, insane. sold out, crazy, crazy shows. And so it was announced a little while ago that Taylor Swift's concert from or a, a cinematic con version of her tour is coming to theaters small a small small theatrical release not like every theater it's not going to be this massive 4000 yeah. theater release so it's just like her tour show filmed and then shown in a theater yeah yeah just Probably like a, with a little yeah. bit of commentary thrown in there yeah maybe right and um and it was announced that it like it was announced a week ago less than a week ago that this was happening and uh that it's it's coming to theaters in October <laughs> like it was just super quick they're just like hey quick turnaround <laughs> had an idea going to do it right now and this has pissed a lot of studios off pissed a lot of studios off because there is sort of a, an understanding in the industry, sort of an unwritten rule, gentleman's handshake that yeah, we kind of, you know, we, we let each other know far in advance when our movies are coming out and blah, blah, blah. So that everyone has their equal, so that we can plan accordingly. 
Yeah, we can plan who we want to compete with. Compete with. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't want to screw you guys. We assume you don't want to screw us. And so let's That's, work together. Yeah. And so AMC theaters, primarily AMC theaters in the States, um, <laughs> kind of announcing this at the very last second, it's kind of like it's just a little bit of a dick move in the grand scheme of things, in the way that the industry normally works. Um, just saying, hey, October 13th, get ready, Swifties. Uh, but this is, that that's not the news story. The news story is some of the film release date ramifications that have come as a result of this. And it's really interesting that them announcing this so last minute has forced several films to abandon their release date that they they planted their flag forever ago but now they're looking at it going well shit we don't want to compete with that even though it's not going to be even though these are films that are going to be playing in theaters that aren't playing the Taylor Swift movie they're like eh, well, we don't we can't compete with that and these are some of the, some of them are smaller movies some of them are, some of them are a big deal Movies like What Happens Later, starring David Duchovny and Meg Ryan, is said, uh, we're going to wait a month. Instead of coming out on <laughs> October 13th, we're going to come out on November 3rd. We're going to wait almost a month. You guys, you guys do you. Another one, Ordinary Angels, has, has said, uh, you know what, screw that. <laughs> like we just we don't want to be a part of this we can't yeah. we can't compete with you so they've moved the exorcist believer which i get you know what it, a lot of people are going to say oh it's, it's a horror film that came out 50 years after the original it's crazy 50 years since the exorcist mm. gosh however it's it's got some of the same actors in it so it is, it's like, it's an official, this isn't just some like remake, whatever. This is, right. this is like a true legacy sequel has said, no, 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 <laughs> it's just not going to happen. And Dumb Money, Dumb Money is a, is a new big film that, uh, that I know several people who are excited for and, and have said, no, we, we can't compete with you. We're not going to. <laughs> You assholes. You're not even a worldwide release, and we're like, nah, let's not. <laughs> right? Like, uh, yeah. Paul Dano, Shailene Woodley, Pete Davidson, Seth Rogen, Sebastian Stan. Like, Dumb Money is not just some nobody cares kind of film. Yeah. Vincent well, D'Onofrio. Yeah. Nick Offerman. It's essentially like a movie about yeah so just like you know like for people that don't know it's a movie about the GameStop short squeeze yeah investment debacle that happened just a couple of years ago so it's essentially like the movie big short but the kind of small smaller potatoes investors <laughs> instead yeah. of big wing ones yeah freaking ordinary but, angels that yeah. had to move hillary swank like these are these are these are big name movies 
that have all just abandoned their their release date. <laughs> Carl, you hear this. What are your thoughts? A, do you think that these films are just being stupid and should have just held their ground and stuck with where they're supposed to be? Um, or do you think this is, this is, yeah, that, that, that Taylor Swift, this was a little bit of a dick move. I, okay. It's not Taylor Swift's fault. This is the production. Taylor Swift probably had little to no control over when this came out. This is production companies and distribute distribution and stuff like that. But do you think it was a dick move and these films did the only thing they could do or should they have stuck their ground? I mean, the first, I mean, the two thoughts I have are one, like this isn't like, yeah, this isn't worldwide release. It's just like going to be, well, it won't be a handful of theaters across probably like I, I would, I'd be shocked to see this. If like, is this even going to be released in Canadian theaters? Uh, there is, there's, I, I like there's one theater handful? in Toronto that's doing it for <laughs> yeah. sure. So like Toronto, like maybe Toronto, maybe Ottawa, like big big city theaters. Like it's not going to end up in yeah, Sound. Vancouver, <laughs> Winnipeg, or uh, yeah, Vancouver, yeah. Winnipeg. So, like, dumb money is going to be in like every theater across North America, plus worldwide. So yeah. on one hand, I'm like, you're you're. You're competing against somebody who's not even going all out. But then at the same time, it is Taylor Swift, <laughs> right? Like, like or hate her music, she's um, <laughs> to, to steal the line from Zoolander. She's so hot right now. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, she, it'd be like um, pitting like me training really really hard to do the 100 meter dash and then going up against whoever the most recent gold medalist is for the 100 meter dash right like i'm in my prime i'm ready to go but i still have no shot in hell of winning (laughs) yeah right like the this this taylor swift movie is kind of purposely putting itself in a bad position potentially financially to, to make out, but they're also not like in terms of the production of this thing, it probably didn't cost them a lot to make. So they don't need a lot of people to see it, to make their money back. And then some, but like in terms of like mass audiences seeing it, they're put, they're handicapping themselves, but they're still going to do phenomenal. Right. right. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> these other films have to be in every theater in order to do well. This one doesn't. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's a kind of a weird, weird thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Deadpool three. God, I just need to see this movie. Yeah. Just so excited for this movie. Um, Deadpool 3, we've been talking about Deadpool 3 for a while. And we have also been talking about all of the rumored and also confirmed characters showing up. Which is substantial. It's very substantial. And apparently continues to grow. (laughs) Yeah. 
so a new report has come out from um, Scooper and insider Daniel Richmond, who's like a, you know, he's a well-known, reputable uh, journalist in the industry. He's the guy. Uh, that actor <laughs> Liv Schreiber, who some of you will know is Cotton Weary from the Scream films, uh, but also Sabretooth from the should-probably-be-forgotten X-Men Origins Wolverine movie. Um, will return as Sabretooth in Deadpool 3, and that it won't be a massive role, but is bigger than a cameo. Now, Liv Schreiber, a little bit of history on this. Liv Schreiber, back in 2017, commented saying, uh, you know, how much he would have loved to have played Sabretooth in Logan. Um, but ultimately scheduling and whatever, like they just couldn't make it work. And then, you know, he says that he thinks ultimately they just went in a different direction with the story. He says, I think it's a terrific movie. I'm just very proud of Hugh and the way that he handled himself with that franchise and that character. It was a great experience to be involved with one of them and to get to work with them. I had mixed emotions when I heard he was going to retire. Now, that was back in 2017. In early 2023, earlier this year, Schreiber said, they didn't ask me. Someone was asking if Marvel Studios had ever asked him to come play Sabretooth. He said, they didn't ask me. No, I mean, I, I don't think he was a part of that story, you know? I would have loved to bring Victor back anytime, anywhere. But he wasn't a part of that narrative. I wonder if I'm getting a little long in the tooth, so to speak. But probably uh, not for Sabretooth. Pun intended. <laughs> now, does Liv Schreiber <clears throat> denying these reports or denying the fact that he may be coming back earlier this year mean that no, he's not coming back? No. And it mean and and, and for two reasons. One is because there's still, like, sometimes last-minute additions, right? Like, if he made these comments in February, and they're now only partway through shooting it and have halted because of the strikes, it's possible he made these comments in February, and then come March, he got a call, right? Like, that's it's totally plausible. The other, I would like to point to Exhibit B, Andrew Garfield. We now live in a time and era where actors, especially in these big Star Wars, Marvel, DC properties, will lie through their saber teeth <laughs> about appearing in a cameo or, or in any kind of a role because that's what it is. Everything's, everything's kept right. under, under tarps and, and red tape and, like, don't look, and it's going to be a surprise. Yeah. Well, uh, exhibit B2 would be, like, Brad Pitt being in Deadpool 1. No, Deadpool 2, sorry. He was Deadpool, in Deadpool 2. 2, yeah. <laughs> right. Very briefly. <laughs> Very blink and you miss. But, like, <laughs> nobody knew. And most, unless you're, like, really geeking out on that film you probably just found out if you if you didn't know <laughs> like, yeah because yeah oh yeah 
Because you yeah. see his face for all of two seconds. Not even. Like not even. It's a blink and you miss it. It's less than a second. <laughs> so, so let's assume this is true. Just for the sake of argument, let's assume it's true. Let's assume Liv Schreiber is coming back as Sabretooth in Deadpool 3. I think this is excellent news. Listen, there's a lot of problems with X-Men Origins Wolverine. <clears throat> Ironically, Deadpool being a big big part of that, <laughs> being a very big issue. Poor CGI, like really questionably, like why, why do his claws look cartoonish when they haven't <clears throat> up until this point in right. all the other films? Just so many, so many questions, so many issues with that film. Yeah. Liv Schreiber is not one of them. Now, yes, there was like a weird continuity thing where it was like, well, this is a different Sabretooth than what we saw in the first X-Men. And the first yeah. X-Men, he was very animalistic and didn't really speak much. He just kind of grumbled and blah, blah, blah. So had, why is, had you big know. weird eyebrows. Yeah. Why is, <laughs> like he, I mean, he looked pretty comic accurate in in the first X-Men. Yeah. But he just wasn't that interesting of a character. He was kind of, sort of likened to Bane in Batman and Robin. It's just kind of there. Yeah. Right? Um, And so, even though it didn't fit with continuity, uh, Liv Schreiber's Sabretooth was so much more interesting, and he did a really, really good job in that role. And so, if this is true, assuming it is true, I think this is excellent news. I cannot wait. I think especially for Logan's last ride with Hugh Jackman. I think seeing some some of the dynamic play out between him and his brother could be really interesting. Could be mm-hmm. really really interesting and and add a level of depth and and groundedness in emotion and struggle and whatever that a film like this needs. Otherwise, it just becomes Thor, Love, and Thunder, right? It can't just be an hour and 45 minutes, two hours of goofs and gags. So I think this could be really, really, really excellent. Um, And I kind of hope it's true. Carl, you hear this. What are your thoughts, first of all, on Liv Schreiber's portrayal of Sabretooth and what do you think of the possibility that he's going to come back and be in Deadpool 3? <laughs> what is the possibility? Well, I mean, with all the rumors we got, I guess anything is possible. So that answers that. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. Um, I I'm, I think it'd be really cool. Yeah, like, like you're saying, it would add a lot of um, interesting... Um, kind of social dynamics or kind of character development stuff for the character of Wolverine and even even um, Deadpool to a degree because all three of them are part of the Weapon X program. Yep. As we've seen in uh, X-Men Origins. Yep. Which, yeah, like I, I wouldn't be surprised to see more of those characters from the Weapon X, te- that Weapon X team show up mm-hmm. at Blob capacity. Yeah. That'd be exactly. that, yeah. Yeah. Did so. you just call me Blob? No, I, I said Bub. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I hope it's true. 
I hope it's true. All right, moving on to our fourth topic. There's 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 a franchise going on right now. A franchise that is is weird to me because I don't think I think this is a franchise that a lot of people are aware of, but I think in many ways it's also kind of gone under the radar and yeah. isn't isn't as big as 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 it seems like as it, its protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was good. Um, it's been a successful franchise. Like it's it's made money at every stop, but but it just it, I don't. It just doesn't get a lot of word of mouth. And that being the Warner Brothers MonsterVerse. Now we've had four films in this MonsterVerse so far, and one TV show. With one TV show and one film slated to come out, those films being the 2014 Godzilla, the 2017 Kong Skull Island, the 2019 Godzilla King of the Monsters, and the 2021 Godzilla versus Kong. And then there was a, a TV show earlier this year, um, an animated Netflix show called Skull Island mm-hmm. that was part of the same thing. Now, next year we have a film coming out called Godzilla X Kong, The New Empire. Um, but coming out in just a jiffy here, like in two months, is the television show, the live action Apple TV Plus show, Monarch, Legacy of Monsters. And we've gotten our first trailer for it. Now, listen, I got to be honest. I've kind of slept on this franchise a little bit. I saw the first Godzilla. I saw the first Godzilla. I have not seen any of the other ones so far. I never got around to Kong Skull Island. And then, you know me, if I haven't seen Kong Skull Island, then I'm I'm not going to progress and start cherry picking because it just doesn't, that's not how I work. Um, so anyways, this trailer's dropped, and it's got some faces in it. Kurt Russell is in this show. And? And is, the, is very, the very punchable <laughs> Wyatt Russell. And I only say very punchable because last night, Brian and I watched the first two episodes of yeah, he did, Falcon and Winter he's Soldier. He's only very punchable because his character, he portrayed because his character so well. Yeah, because he did so well. So just everyone wanted... U.S. agent John Walker to just take a walk off a short pier. Um, yeah. What a dick. What a dick. Uh, so, I listen, I watched this trailer, and obviously, I, I mean, I didn't even know this show was coming, and I had very little, I have very little anticipation for it because I'm not engulfed in this franchise. However, the one thing I will say is that watching this trailer made me kind of reconsider my approach to this franchise has made me kind of think to myself maybe i have some catching up to do it's a very good franchise i now, I'm the not only a, thing out of it i haven't seen is the the netflix animated right dimension. now i'm not a kaiju monsters giant like it, I, I that's not my thing 
but I do think that they it looks like they've taken it in a really interesting direction. And I love that in this trailer you mm. see like at the you know the signs on the ground of the airport of like the Godzilla image and stuff like that. This is if this is a world, this is a universe they've set up where everyone's aware that that these things are out there. Yeah, and I think that creates a really interesting dynamic. So I think the trailer looks good. Uh, again, I'm a little lost watching it because. Because uh, apparently I have a lot of catching up to do. Um, but Carl, as the leading expert in the room on this franchise, um, what do you think of this trailer? Well, I'm the only one in this room, so I am. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I I like this franchise. I like big, stompy robots, and I like kaiju, and I like yeah. It's yeah. This is right. Up my You're a man of simple taste. Simple tastes, yes. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it looks interesting because uh, it. If I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna side tangent here, and I'm gonna kind of half explain why this is interesting to me, and half the other half will be kind of selling the franchise to you and anybody else who's slept on it for the same reasons that you may have, because you're not that big into the big monster um, monsters shows the show i would say is more akin to like a zombie a good zombie film and that the zombies aren't what make the show good or the movie good it's how it's the interaction of the characters that the the humans that are still alive and how they play off each other and fight that fear of survival and trying to coexist and stuff this would be the same way like the monsters are more of a catalyst to the story than the story itself so monarch is in in this world is a global entity that monitors and tries to protect humanity from these monsters and it's about the people, the, the movies are more about the people that are running the, the researchers and the people that work at this, these places than it is about the monsters themselves. And the, but that being said, every movie's got the big monster fights to help push the action uh, and the conflict. Right. Um, so yeah, like the character development isn't really about Godzilla getting character development. It's more about, the people trying to figure out why crap is happening. It's more like Godzilla is more like a natural. It's more like, Oh, that's even better. in uh, kind of comparison, it's more like a natural disaster film, but the natural disaster are these Kaiju. Yeah. So I don't know if that piques your interest more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does. And I mean, like I said, I've seen the first Godzilla and that's definitely consistent with, um, it's consistent with my experience having watched it. Yeah. So Monarch this this seems to be dive more into the that Monarch organization uh, and I don't know how what way but to term legacy of monsters maybe dives into its past a bit more maybe. than what it has. Um so I mean I'm disappointed it's only on Apple TV. That's kind of a bummer cuz I don't have Apple TV. I'm not going to get to watch this. Um but yeah, it looks cool. 
and you should yeah. definitely check out the the movies. They're really good. Okay, we'll do. We'll do, and I will report back to you. Okay. All right. Final You're topic. So, so back back to talking about the strikes. Very quickly here. Warner Brothers is uh, is obviously not the only studio that's being affected by these strikes, but it has come out that Warner Brothers can expect a $500 million earnings hit this year due to these strikes. And Is this projected or current? Uh, it's projected. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, it's like six, almost six months of a. If we get to the end of the year, it'll be about a six-month strike. Yeah, and so and that listen, it's. Well, if it gets to the end of the year, it's going to be higher than five hundred million. This is this is based on the assumption that it's going to wrap up in the next month or so. Mm. Um, five hundred million dollars is a lot of money, man, and it it. it I think a lot of people often get a little bit, they get a little bit confused or they're a little bit ignorant to how this type of thing works, right? They go, oh, it's, it's Warner Brothers, right? Like they, how many, look at all the budgets and the films that they're spending this year and blah, 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 and the money that's come in and so on and so on. $500 million, like they have $500 million, like they're going to be okay. $500 million, that's not that's not how it works. <laughs> their films have investors, Right, so even even when Warner Brothers greenlights a hundred and fifty million dollar budget for a film, that's not that's not Warner Brothers saying, "Hey, we have a hundred and fifty million dollars sitting here in our pocket. Take it and go." There are investors involved in films. Like one of the things when when the box office money comes in and Warner Brothers is looking at the money that the film has made and they're paying the actors and they're paying the caterers and they're paying the, paying the camera operators and the grips and the gaffers and the producers. Like, and, and everybody's getting paid. Paying back your, inv- your loans, your investors, with, with interest, because that's how investment works, is, is a part of that ticket. And, and a big part of it. And so $500 million is not a small hit. And as a result of this $500 million loss, Warner Brothers has started cutting some deals. And not like cutting deals as in, hey, like, hey, let's cut a deal. Like cutting, like suspending deals. Now, what kind of deals? So the way a lot of studios work is that they will have they will have producers or directors and their production companies sort of sort of like on a retainer right so you even when they're not in the middle of a film shoot they're still the studio is still paying them so that they can keep their their production teams paid and employed and and blah 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 and it's sort of so that you can keep those people in your pocket right so obviously an example of this would be steven spielberg has quite a deal with universal right so it deals like that right when you when you look at something and you go huh i've never noticed but every film that this person makes 
seems to be from this studio. Well, that's likely because they have a deal in place and they're on retainer. And the way that Steven Spielberg is able to keep all of his production teams, the way he's able to keep Amblin and all of them employed and, and paid, even when they're not neck deep in a film shoot, is because Universal be throwing them a bone saying, hey, we, we like you. We want to keep you around, and we want you to have your staff. And so here, here's your salary. Here's your dowry, so to speak. Um, and so Warner Brothers has had to suspend some of those. Um, one being, there's a couple names here that a lot of people aren't going to know. Greg Berla- Berlanti, yeah, Bill Lawrence. Mindy Kaling, these are maybe not names that you know because these are producers, not necessarily directors. And so, you know, yeah, they're not going to sound familiar to you. Uh, But J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams and his production company, Bad Robot, has also been suspended. So, and it's important to note that suspension is not necessarily, like, suspension is the standard protocol in a situation like this and suspension does not is suspension of these deals is not equivalent to termination of these deals but it's still not a good situation and and it it kind of because now if these deals have to be suspended then jj abrams potentially is either going to have to start paying out of his own pocket to try to keep his staff on, or he's not going to be able to, or isn't going to. And the bad robot team will kind of disperse. And when things are back on track, now we're going to have these production companies where the deals aren't in place and the staff are no longer. Yeah, the staff. Well, the staff are no longer employed because they've had to go start flipping burgers because nobody was paying them anymore. And and it just it all of this is sort of equaling a much bigger hill to climb when things get back on track. Is going to make it that much harder to get things back on track once a deal is put in place. Um, so this is this is concerning to me, Carl. You hear this? You hear that these big studios, um, specifically in this instance, Warner Brothers, are having to cut deals. I got to stop saying cut deals. Suspend the human language is so stupid. Suspend <laughs> deals that they have in place with some of their biggest production companies. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, um. I don't care. <laughs> I it's it's life. Like they're they're like you're used the example of J.J. Abrams' company. J.J. Abrams is gonna have once things get back rolling, he's gonna have no problem either rehiring or finding new people to fill roles. I doesn't like life will go on. <laughs> this is Warner brothers is having trouble. It's a big, large corporation. 500 million is a lot. It's probably not a lot for them in, in the grand scheme of things like in the large scope, like mm. this hurts. Okay. We've got to, we've got to cut trim the fat a bit, but we're not hurting. 
You know what I mean? Like they're, they're just, they're, they're hurt, but they're not dying. No. Right? And, just, and I don't they're think. They're just, they're just doing some triage and, and getting ahead of, ahead of the problem. Yeah. And nobody's looking at this as yet as, as det- detrimental or, or frightening no, yeah. as the pandemic was. Right. That yeah. was scary for a lot of studios and a lot of filmmakers and a lot of like, oh crap. Right. Yeah. But. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I'm not, it doesn't concern me. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> You're not worried about how it's going to affect your upcoming movies. Star Trek four. I mean, I like the hot wheels. If, movie. if, if a movie in a franchise, like the second or third movie in a franchise get canceled and I never see that movie. Oh, well that's happened before. I'll live. I'll move on. The Portal movie. Oh. I really want to see the Portal movie. <laughs> I need to see live action Gladys. I need it. <laughs> All right. Need, cool. Really well, need it. <laughs> that's the news. Thank you so it? much for... That's it. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and X. All listed down below. Formerly known as Twitter. Uh, check out our Patreon for as little as little... Sound like a rapper now, Lil. Just L I L. As little as a dollar a month, you can support the show um, and get some kickbacks and and perks and rewards for doing so. Uh, and check out our merch store. Yeah, we got we got stuff for sale. <laughs> so lame. You gotta you just gotta reach into your inner energy and and pull something out next time, man. You just gotta be ready. You ready? Next, not yeah, now. Okay. No, 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 not Maybe now. Next, no, your no, opportunity. I'm just thinking like how I will prep. Maybe like next time I'll have like the merch store open and I'll just like we got add, your hats. I'll, we got I'll your add, shirts. I'll I'll ad read quote unquote something <laughs> that's for sale. Yeah, <laughs> you could get your men's unisex t-shirt. polyester blends. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. 